there is much cat in this video, so be aware. Also, I am trying a different thing with how Tony thinks, so there's an effect on his thoughts. I, it will be super noticeable. I would really like to know what everyone thinks. And on to the story. Power and Paradox, Chapter 15. Summary. Happy Valentine's Day! Have an extra speedy update as your Valentine! Chapter dedicated to That Which Yields, my beloved Beta, and Action Fan Anonymous for their epic commenting, Heart. Rogers had moved into Stark Tower 17 days ago. For 17 days, Tony'd let it slide. Shocking, right? Because, well, Rogers clearly wasn't trying to be a dick, but it was still fucking annoying. So Tony did what he'd done so often, rolled his eyes, frowned, sighed, snorted. When Rogers couldn't take a fucking hint, Tony had upgraded to explicit verbal snarking. Seriously, Cap? My wrists aren't broken. I can pull out my own chair. Relax, Cap. I'm just getting up for more wine. No need to leap to your feet and do the ants in your pants dance. Oh boy, good thing you rushed ahead to get the door. It looks so heavy. My inferior musculature probably couldn't handle it. Hey look, Bruce and Natasha are still sitting and haven't been struck down by the vengeful gods of outdated etiquette. There was no change. Really, they should sit down and have a mature, level-headed discussion. The kind Pepper would approve of. Yeah, a nice, calm discussion about outdated notions of chivalry and their intrinsically orientationist assumptions. Soon. Before Tony snapped. Tony hated going to S.H.I.E.L.D., hated the low hum of their air filters, hated the industrial lighting that made him look old and tired, hated the confusing, unmarked hallways, hated the whole place with a wild, fiery passion that he wished would make it die in a fire. But Pep was right. He did care about the Avengers. So, meetings. Tony Stark. Tony turned. The dom smelling down at him could have walked straight out of central casting. Interchangeably handsome, square-jawed, white dude hero. I mean, hello, handsome. But seriously, could anyone tell those guys in Pacific Room apart? It's really good to meet you, Dom said, stepping closer. I was hoping I'd see you around Shields. I'm new, just came on from the CIA. Dom held out his hand. Chris Harris. Hey, Tony said and shook his hand. Harris squeezed hard. So, what brings you to Shields today? Harris asked. Meetings. We all have to serve our time in purgatory. Harris laughed loudly. Tony raised an eyebrow and looked up at him consideringly. It wasn't that funny, was it? Nice, Harris kept chuckling and shook his head. Meetings I don't mind. It's the paperwork that kills me. Tony shrugged. I pay people for that. Harris laughed again. I wish I could. He took another step closer. So, Tony, I'd love to chat some more. How about coffee? Tony blinked. That was fast. He checked the time, then shook his head. He didn't even have to decide whether to make up an excuse or not. Better not, Tony said. My meeting starts in the hour, so I should probably head that way. Ah, oh, come on, Harris said with a roguish smile. He had perfect teeth. Nobody's going to expect Tony Stark to be right on time. I'll get you out and back before you're anything more than fashionably late. I like to defy expectations, Tony said, sometimes by being punctual. Tony checked his phone again. Later, Harris. Call me Chris, the guy urged, following Tony as he started to walk away. Tony sighed a little. Okay, getting pretty tedious here. I think I prefer Harris, Tony replied, still walking. He picked up the pace a little. Seriously? Harris's voice was incredulous, then a little irritated. Why are you being like this? Like what? Tony snapped. Busy? Uninterested? You're not even giving me a chance, Harris said, then added in a confidential tone. 
You know, I think it's great that they put a sub on the Avengers Initiative. Really? Tony's jaw tightened. That's big of you, Tony said sharply. Aw, don't be like that. You know what I mean. Harris was still trailing after him. A few agents paused to look at them momentarily, then went about their business. What's the matter? Harris asked, frustration edging into his tone. I'm a really nice guy. Why are you shooting me down so fast? Okay, that does it, he thought. Oh, you're a nice guy, Tony sneered. Let me guess, you're still single because subs only like assholes? Tony snorted. Bored already. Bye. Tony sped his steps again, eager to outpace Harris. Wait! Harris's hand shot out, curling tight around Tony's arm to slow him down. Tony's eyes blazed. Grabbing me without my permission? Tony hissed. That's not very nice. Harris released him and held his hands up in surrender. Sorry, look, we got off on the wrong foot. Can we just... No, I'm telling you, back off. Tony strode away, and this time Harris let him. Tony just wanted to get this fucking meeting over with. S.H.I.E.L.D. was like a warren, or a labyrinth. The bad kind, with no David Bowie. Tony checked the map on his phone. Hmm. The break room, but more importantly, the coffee machine was on the way to conference room 22. When Tony entered the break room, he saw Rogers talking with Agent Thomas, my friends call me Dom, Dominic, aka Agent Dickface, head of the Stark Terror betting pool. Seriously, S.H.I.E.L.D. should fire a lot of them. They wrote emails about it. Emails with Tony's full name in them, and they thought he wouldn't hack in and find out? Morons. Tony ignored them and strode over to the coffee machine. Somebody just brewed a new pot, but it had the sharp, acidic smell of bad institutional coffee, the kind that tasted burnt even when it was fresh. Tony didn't really want it anymore, but maybe he should take some all the same. It was piping hot, so worst case scenario, he could spill it on Agent Dickface if he got too close. Hello, Mr. Stark, Rogers said politely. Tony startled. Rogers had somehow appeared silently at Tony's side while he scowled at the coffee machine. Seriously, the guy was almost as quiet as Natasha, which was simply unfair. Rogers poured some coffee in a to-go cup, then asked, Would you like some coffee? Tony shrugged. It's terrible, but hey, why not? Rogers handed him the cup he'd just poured. Across the break room, Agent Dickface was smirking at him. His eyes flicked over to Rogers, then back. He raised an eyebrow, and his smirk grew even nastier. Tony smirked back, then flashed him a dazzling smile just to fuck with him. Ready for the meeting, Mr. Stark? Rogers asked at his side, seemingly oblivious to Agent Dickface. Yeah, sure, Tony said, following Rogers out of the break room. The door was already open. As they walked side by side down the corridor, Tony tried to put the fucking shield doms from his mind. Orientationist asshole, sack of shit, dickface, moron. He wasn't having much success. Tony gave a barely suppressed shudder of revulsion. To think he'd nearly given that jerk a tumble when they'd first met. Ew. It's weird being back at shield, Rogers eventually piped up. Hmm, Tony mumbled absently. Shithead douchebag. Should hack in and have him CC Fury on the betting chain. Nah, Fury'd probably laugh. Maybe scramble the guy's access card, let him malfunction and leave in one of their interrogation rooms. It's really nice to live someplace a bit more homey, Rogers added. I'm grateful. Huh? Oh, yeah, Tony shrugged. I have the space, no big deal. They walked quietly a few more moments. Some event must have ended recently. The quarter was crowded with S.H.I.E.L.D. agents dressed in their full gear. Rogers stood out in his dockers and leather jacket. And, well... Tony always stood out there, especially next to Rogers, who towered at least eight inches taller. Not that Tony had calculated or anything. Room 22, right? Rogers asked, checking the doors. Tony nodded, but as he neared the door, Rogers dashed ahead, awkwardly dodged a pair of agents, and got there first. He held the door open with a flourish, head high, shoulders back. Jesus! Tony cried, freezing in place. 
Stop doing that! Rogers stared at it blankly, still holding the door. A few agents paused, looking at them curiously. Sorry? Rogers said. Tony stood there a few seconds, not wanting to walk in, but people were staring at them, so finally Tony caved. He stomped into the conference room, and Rogers shut the door behind them. The room was empty. They were the first to arrive, but it wouldn't have mattered if they had an audience at this point. Tony was fed up. Just knock it off, would you? Tony growled. Just fucking stop it! I'm sorry, I... Rogers fumbled. Stop what? All this. The door opening, chair pulling, standing and bowing bullshit! Tony waved his hands angrily for emphasis. Scalding coffee sloshed from the cup and burned his hands. I keep telling you, I've got it! Rogers frowned. I don't understand. All that stuff! Your cousin reminding everybody I'm a sub! But you are a sub, Rogers said blankly. Tony laughed, and Rogers looked even more confused. Yeah, I know that, Tony snapped. But all your alpha displays, they remind people of my orientation. They're not displays, Rogers said, brow furrowing deeper. I'm just trying to be polite and remind everybody as often as possible that Tony Stark's a sub. Maybe, I guess, but... Rogers spread his hands helplessly. How is that a bad thing? Tony blinked and stared for a moment before answering. I can't decide if you're hopelessly naive or just stupid. Hurt flashed across Roger's face. Shit. Goddamn fucking shit. Tony tried to moderate his tone, be a little less angry, a little less aggressive. But his blood was pumping fast and it wasn't easy. Look, Rogers, you want to be polite? Fine. I'm telling you, knock it off. The door holding, pulling my chair, standing when I get up, bowing when you go. Just stop. Okay? But I... Rogers started, then he snapped his mouth shut. Rogers had that frustrated, confused puppy look on his face. He took a deep breath and let it out, blinking his expression. All right, Mr. Stark, he said softly. And shit. Now Tony actually felt sorry for the guy. God damn it. Yeah, fine, Tony said with a rush of guilt. All right. He hated feeling guilty. He wanted to walk out of there so badly, but he couldn't. No way he'd miss the fucking meeting and prove that Tony Stark was an unreliable diva. Tony took a seat as far away from Rogers as possible and glued his eyes to his phone. He tried to answer a few emails from Pepper and Isaac, but his concentration was shot to hell. Luckily, the rest of the team, Hill and Fury, arrived almost immediately. Stark, Fury said as he entered the room. Fancy seeing you here on time. Do we have the captain to thank for that? No, Tony snapped. Fury looked skeptical, but made no further comment. Well, let's get started. The meeting was boring, like most meetings. It was really just a check-in. Rogers updated Hill and Fury on what the team had been doing, strategies they developed, techniques. Told them about the training modules Tony had made, at which point Fury got a speculative gleam in his eye, which Tony ignored. No way he was making that stuff for S.H.I.E.L.D. The ninjas talked about scheduling fieldwork for S.H.I.E.L.D. and balancing it with Avengers training. Bruce scowled. He looked even angrier about being there than Tony, which was impressive. Fury called Tony Stark. Rogers called him Iron Man. Tony brooded. Rogers made a few attempts to draw him into the discussion, but everybody else was doing a fine job recounting a bunch of boring facts that it could have gone in a memo. Tony felt no need to prolong things. Seriously, they made me come here for this? Although it felt interminable, the meeting actually lasted only 33 minutes. Tony bolted from the room as soon as they adjourned. He needed to go for a fly and have a shower. Harris was lurking outside the conference room. He gave a tentative smile and said, Mr. Stark, sorry about earlier. He took a step like he might follow Tony down the hall. But I'd really... No, Tony said, holding his hand up. 
Looks like firing a pulsar blast. Huh. I told you I'm not interested, so... Tony hissed, then yelled. Back the fuck off! Tony strode down the hall, practically breathing fire. Harris didn't follow. Tony took vicious satisfaction in the way a pair of junior agents jumped nervously out of his way. What a fucking day. A quick shower and an hour looping around skyscrapers and coasting over the Hudson had done wonders for Tony's mood. He'd considered calling Pepper, but he knew what she'd say, so instead he called Rhodey to vent. It had gone straight to voicemail, and Tony realized belatedly he didn't even know which time zone Rhodey was in at the moment. Still, the crisp sound of, You've reached Lieutenant Colonel Rhodes, leave a brief message, made Tony feel a little better. Tony headed home and walked down his frankly glorious landing pad, armor unfolding as he walked. Roger was sitting at the kitchen table alone when Tony entered. The captain started to get up, then slammed his ass back down onto the seat. He dropped his eyes to the book open on the table. And Tony had a lot of time to think on his flight, so he knew what he needed to do. Then he could retreat to the workshop. Look, Tony said. I shouldn't have yelled. I have a temper. Sorry. Jesus, should he apologize much, Tony? The words had all come out all wrong, clipped and aggressive. Rogers looked up, eyes wide and brow furrowed. I'm sorry, too, he said miserably. See, that's how apologies done, Stark. They stared at each other for a few long moments. I am sorry, Rogers repeated, then added with a sigh. I just really don't understand you. Yeah, Tony said. His heart was pounding and he wanted to get out of there. He stared at Rogers a moment, then shook himself a little. Well, Tony said, starting to walk away. If it makes you feel any better, I don't understand you either. Wait, Rogers called, then said a little incredulously. Your response to that is to leave? Tony shrugged, but his shoulders were so tight it probably looked weird, jerky, not calm and casual. Yeah, workshop's calling. Lots to do. Couldn't we talk? Rogers asked. Shit. Tony froze. For God's sake, talk to the man, Pepper said exasperatedly in his mind. Go on. Tony swallowed and frowned. He gazed longingly at the elevator. Please, Mr. Stark, I... Rogers floundered a moment. When Tony turned, Rogers looked so frustrated, but also sad. I am trying... Rogers said helplessly, spreading his hands. Tony sighed and turned around. He started towards the table, then rerouted to the bar for two glasses of scotch. What? It was 4.30. Practically a happy hour. He slid one glass down the table to Rogers, who looked at it intensely, like he didn't know what it was for, like it might be a test. Tony flung himself sprawling into a chair at the far end of the table and raised his glass. Cheers. Tony took a good, long sip, then a deep breath. Here goes. Okay. I shouldn't have yelled, Tony said. I really am sorry about that. And thank God, this time it sounded like a real apology. Ask pretty much anybody. I suck at talking about things. Well, not things, but things. So yeah, but... Tony rubbed the back of his neck, then sighed again, trying to gather his thoughts. Rogers looked at him with a frown of concentration, waiting. Clearly, he knew some of Pepper's voodoo. Tony had a little more scotch. Okay, so... When you insist on opening the door, getting my chair, all that stuff, Tony began. They're charged actions. You're making me out to everybody there as a sub. Tony paused a moment, thinking. Rogers leaned forward a little, but remained silent. Doing that stuff, Tony continued, reinforces the idea that there's a fundamental difference between us, that we're not equal. Rogers nodded on his lip, brow furrowed, looking at Tony very intently. Tony swirled his glass of scotch and waited. 
too can use the pepper voodoo. Finally, Roger said, I'm sorry, I still don't... He shook his head, then asked, Can't we be different, but equal? As in, separate but equal? Tony asked pointedly. Rogers just looked more confused. Tony blinked. Rogers clearly didn't get the reference, or what Tony meant by it. Shit. Rogers lived with Plessy versus Ferguson. Rogers crashed that plane, what, ten years before Brown versus the Board of Education? Well, shit. Put a few things in perspective. Ugly, shitty perspective. Tony sighed again and shook his head. I mean, sure, Tony said. We can be different and equal. I'm a liberationist. I believe in fundamental orientational equality, but that's not a reality in the world we live in. Rogers gave an acknowledging nod. Relieved, Tony continued. There's a hierarchy, and subs are at the bottom. In the dirty real world, pulling out a chair isn't just pulling out a chair. It's a reminder that I'm the weaker orientation. Those little gestures reinforce the idea that you're the one with power and authority. I'm your subordinate, designed for romance, fucking, and not much else. Rogers jolted at the vulgarity. Erasing his previous scowl of concentration, his eyes went wide and his mouth dropped open. Wait, Rogers said, looking more and more distressed. Wait, so... so every time I did that, for days and days, trying to be courteous and treat you with respect, you thought I was insulting you? Rogers gaped at him, wide-eyed and hurt. I can't believe you thought I was... was saying you're not worth anything except for... except... He waved a hand for emphasis. Rogers couldn't even bring himself to say it. He was breathing a little too fast, and his hand on the table had clenched into a fist. Tony had never seen him so flustered and stammering. He cut in. Calm down, Cap. It's not like I heard, hey, Tony, you worthless slut, whenever you pulled out my chair. Rogers flinched. Shit, Bulgaria really upsets the guy. Good to know. Tony threw back the rest of his scotch. I didn't think you meant it as an insult, okay? Rogers gave a tight nod and looked away. Then he jolted with new distress. Oh, God, Rogers muttered. For weeks, every submissive I met, and nobody said anything. I couldn't even tell, and... Uh, Tony cut in, feeling a little guilty. I mean, if you actually get to the door first, then that's fine. And some subs are still cool with all of it, even in 2012. They think it's romantic or chivalrous or something, even if tons of us think it's orientationalist crap. So, uh, yeah, that could have been confusing. Roger stared at Tony with a pensive frown for a few moments before looking away. He was biting his lip again. He stared down at the table, deep in thought. When Tony got to his feet, Rogers looked up, startled. So, Tony said, eager to be done. You want to show me respect? Don't do that stuff. Other than that, we're cool, okay? Rogers opened his mouth, closed it, then opened it again, expression anxious. After some invisible struggle, Rogers slumped a little. Okay, he said softly. Cool. Great, Tony said. Good talk. I'll be in the workshop, uh, working until whenever. You know, if aliens invade, or Clint orders Chinese, or something. All right, Mr. Stark, Roger said, with maybe a bit of hesitance. I'll see you later. Yep, Tony said, giving the guy a little salute. Later, Cap. Tony walked to the elevator, rolling his shoulders a little as he went. He felt better, not coiled so tight as before. Yeah, yeah, you're always right, Pepper. Jarvis, workshop. Notes. Baby steps for Steve and Tony. Little by little. Hashtag slow build is slow. Thank you for all your support and affection, and thanks so much for reading. I may be agonized over this chapter just a little. I hope you liked it. Thanks again.
hey, this is Anship. I really like how she's approaching this really awkward thing that I definitely had to deal with when I was being educated. Is that the word I want? When my female friends started to talk to me about all these things that I thought were being respectful and realized were kind of being a little douchey-ish? I don't know. That's a funny one. It, it's definitely not good. If someone asks you to do that, that's one thing. But, like, rushing to the door to open it is kind of ridiculous. But, like, with my mom, she really, really likes having the door open for her sometimes. Like, if she and I are going out to lunch or something, she really likes the door being open for her in the car. And that's a thing we do, and that's a thing that she's asked for, and that's totally okay. But with some of my former partners, like, if I move to open the door, even if I'm ahead, sometimes they'd be a little bit upset with it because of how it looked. And we had talks about that, and if I'm ahead, which I walk fast, so it just kind of happens, then it's okay. And oftentimes they'll open the door for me, and like, I don't know, it's one of those weird, funny things anymore. The best solution that a partner and I came up with, and I've talked about with other partners and also think is a good idea, is to talk about what respect looks like to each person. Because, yeah, some people really like those, in quotes, chivalrous things, but for others it's really offensive and definitely a reminder of what the status quo has been and what we're aggressively trying to fix. Definitely talk. Ask what respect looks like. Ask how you can be respectful to someone else. That That's super important. And I like how Tony and Steve in this are addressing that aspect. Tony talks about what's respectful for him, and he talks about how other people have different ideas of what respect looks like for them. And all of those things, because we're all different in those aspects and we all take things different ways, is super important. It's nice to default to being courteous in general, but don't go out of your way to pointedly open doors for someone who could be perceived weaker than you. It just doesn't work well. And if someone asks you to open a door, that's 100% different as well. Talk to your humans. That's my best advice. Always. Just always talk to your humans. See you later.